We hope you enjoy listening to Once in a Blue Midnight podcast. Your host is Rachel Lawson, poet and author, the writer of the works you shall hear in this podcast. The Rise of the Necromancer, the King of Doom. As the years pass, all grow older with time, as did the young prince of darkness, the grandson of the king of the Grim Reapers, and left behind the things of his childhood and became a youth. He put away his gothic persona and clothes and became Mr. Average full time. His parents were no longer worried about him. He was a perfectly well-adjusted man. He took up the family business on the stage as an illusionist. Tonight was his first performance. Without his tutor, his father, a noted illusionist and mentalist, The young man thought he'd take a moment's rest before the show started. He sat in his dressing room in a chair and dropped off to sleep. He awoke screaming and finding he wasn't alone. His father was in the room. He'd come to tell him good luck before the show and had run into the room when he and everyone else in the building heard him screaming. Also in the room was his new wife and magician's assistant, Vanessa, and about five stagehands and the director. What's wrong, boy? asked his father. I saw Vanessa die. said Lance Jr., totally panicking. Vanessa tried to calm him. It's all right, it was only a dream, she told him. Yes, it was just a nightmare, said the director. No, it wasn't. It's happening again, Dad, said Lance Jr., Oh no, Junior, said his worried father. Lance Junior was convinced by his vision. He refused point blank to perform ever again. Out of fear, he would kill his wife. Forced into performing that night by the boss of his father and grandfather, the Reaper King. Argent Lumiere, known as Fate, because he was the last of the Fates. Argent was an actor who believed the show must go on and it was just a nightmare too. Not a premonition. He didn't believe in premonitions. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to my show. 
Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to my show. I am Lancelot. She is my beautiful assistant, my wife, Vanessa, said Junior nervously. On stage, introducing the show. His wife smiled at him, trying to calm his nerves. She didn't believe in premonitions either. The act went well for half an hour. When it all fell apart, Junior was levitating his wife with a wire way up high, and the wire snapped. She fell hard on the stage, breaking her neck. Junior screamed, falling on his knees, cradling her in his arms and kissed her. Noe screamed as he cried. Then Senior materialised on stage by his side. He can't have her. He shouted at his reaper father. She's gone, Junior, his father said. Let her go. Her husband was the one blamed for her death. At the police station in the morning, Junior sat sadly sitting in an interview room, waiting for the police to come and ask him why he murdered his wife. Five minutes later, in the room marched two men in blue and one in red. Magicians' outfits, actually. Hello, said Junior, sadly. Boy, said one of the blue magicians, sadly. Hello, Grandad, said Junior, resentfully blaming him for taking his wife. Why are you so angry, Junior, said the man in red. I didn't kill her, said Junior. Neither did he, said the other man in blue. Walking up to and hugging Junior, he burst into tears. We know you didn't kill her, said the man, hugging him. Then why am I here? asked Junior, still crying. No one else believes us, said his granddad, in frustration punching the table. Junior sat by. Careful, Midnight said the man in red, chastising his nephew, Junior's granddad. People may think we are threatening him. Can't you help me? asked Junior. We are trying, said Senior, as he hugged his son. But they say you knew she would die. Because you are plotting to kill again. Who? asked Junior. The press is against you. They are influencing the public view, said Senior, who was a reporter by trade. And the police are with them.
We sneaked in here in disguise, said the grandfather. The trio were superheroes in that disguise. The police pitied Junior for his loss a little. At that station, so they let them in, even if they knew they were related to him. Welcome to the Blake Report. I'm Dr. Blake Alexander, said Junior's granddad on his regular TV show. I'm getting a lot of flack my stance on the tragic death of my grandson's wife. He has been able to predict dark events since his teens. He famously predicted the murders of his then-girlfriend, Rebecca Adamson, the daughter of the local superhero, the masked chicken, and the actor, Jeremiah Jones, and a terrorist attack in Wall's supermarket in Charing Cross, which he prevented turning into a disaster. As his alter ego, Mr. Average, he was known as such because he was, at the time, an emo goth. Now, he is called the Necromantle. He is a necromancer, which is why it is presumed he murdered his wife. Because it was possible He could have, if he wanted to, which is unlikely given the fact he himself had been adamant not to perform because of a vision he had before the performance of the fatal act. Is the defendant ready to take the stand? said the judge in the murder case. Yes, said Junior awkwardly in the dock. You can question him now, Crown Prosecutor, said the judge. Thank you, said the prosecutor, walking up to the dock. You are a necromancer, aren't you, said the KC for the Crown. Yes, said the necromantle, nervously. Can you make things happen with your powers? asked the KC. Yes, said the necromantle. You cut, say, a wire with them? said the KC. Yes, but I didn't, admitted the necromantle. Reluctantly, 
and you prove you didn't. Ask the KC. Objection. The KC is asking leading questions. Chat with his lawyer, Gabriel Adamson, the masked chicken. Objection sustained. I'd like to hear this too, said the judge. The question is relevant. He's a sorcerer. Answer him, defendant. I can't, said the necromantal. You can't? You can't what? asked the KC. I can't prove I didn't do what I was accused of. But why would I tell people if I planned to kill anyone? asked the necromantal. Because you wanted people to believe you were mad. Or it was an accident, said the Casey. I object. That's speculation, Your Honour, shouted the chicken. Strike that from the record, said the judge. The defence lawyer is his sidekick. Why are you even listening to him? snapped the KC. How dare you, he's my sidekick, shouted the chicken. Actually, the KC was right. This is contempt of court. It is irrelevant, said the judge. Were you not accused of the murder of your partner, Rebecca Adamson? asked the KC. Yes, but I was cleared, said the necromantor, awkwardly, looking at her father's, his lawyer. How dare you bring that up, the chicken shouted at the KC. Contempt of court, said the judge. Not a bad idea, she's a sore point to Gabriel, and he knows it. He's baiting the defence lawyer to getting disbarred or at least kicked out of court, said the necromantor. Objection, I'm not, shouted the KC. How do you know what he's doing? asked the judge directly. I read minds. A simple sorcerer's trick, said the necromantor. Oh, I forgot that, said the judge. No, he's lying, said the KC. The chicken glared at the KC. No, he's not, said the chicken. How do you know? asked the judge. I'm a sorcerer too, I read minds, said the chicken. At the same time, in the office of Blake, in the afterlife, How's my husband? Vanessa's ghost asked. Her father-in-law, who was known as the necromancer down there. He's in low spirits since you died, said Senior. I wish I could be there for him, said the ghost sadly. They accused him of killing you. He's in court now, said Senior. 
It was the cheap wire, I blame, said Vanessa. Why? asked Dante, Blake's assistant down there. The lady who bought the props wasn't buying what she was told to. She bought the cheapest stuff in the stores. She wanted to save money. I saw her buy the stuff. said the ghost. Why were you with her? asked Blake, who was there too. The car broke down. I was chauffeuring her, said the ghost. Dante, you better go check out the wire strength. We have some of it in the morgue, said Blake, who was the local coroner in Charing Cross. And Dante was his assistant. He was looking after the case since Blake was too close to the case. Dante left test the wire strength and find out what happened in the living world. Thank you. This should help clear his name, said Blake. Later that day, Dante wandered into the court. The chicken was interviewing the person who bought the props. The chicken stopped talking and turned to Dante. We have some new evidence, said the chicken, walking to meet Dante. What new evidence, said the Casey. Dante told me he has solved the case, said the chicken. Nobody said anything, you nut, said the Casey. He did in my mind, said the chicken, walking back to the stand, reading the summary of the file Dante gave him. It was a case of negligence, said the chicken. What was, said the KC. Someone bought shoddy wire, said the chicken. Shoddy? It was cheap, not shoddy, said the witness. On the stand. Wire, said the KC. Apparently the victim saw the present witness buy cheap props and wire. Not what she was told to buy. The wire she was told to buy could hold the weight of the victim. The one she bought couldn't. The tests show it snapped just like with the victim, said the chicken. How do you know that? She's dead. The dead don't talk, said the KC. She was interviewed there by someone on the other side. Said the chicken. How do you interview a dead person, said the KC. Mortimer sometimes interviews people there. 
in the afterlife and sends the transcripts to this world, said the chicken. Who is Mortimer? asked the judge. The Grand Reaper, said the chicken. What's that? asked the KC. The King of the Grim Reapers, said the chicken. The what? asked the KC. Just that. He's real. I've been in his office, said the chicken. You honestly believe that reapers are real? laughed the KC. They are real, I know, Dante said darkly. How? asked the KC. No, Dante, don't, shouted the necromancer. They need proof, said Dante, his body dropping to the ground, dead, standing in its place, sort of grim reaper, his dead body teleporting away. He walked to the chicken. I spoke to the ghost of the victim and did tests on the wires here. Said the Reaper. Are you Mortimer? Asked the terrified KC. No, I'm his assistant, said the KC. Everyone needs an assistant, said Dante. Just not her, Dante said, and pointed dramatically at the prophet's lady. She collapsed. Is she dead? Asked the KC, turning white. No, she just fainted, said Dante. I have that effect sometimes. What is your judgment, asked the chicken. I judge the defendant innocent, said the judge, and the witness, Anna Jones, guilty of manslaughter. Take her away and look after her. How did you know about the reaper? asked Casey. I'm a necromancer, I sensed him, and read his mind, lied the necromancer. He knew his secret as a friend of Dante's, thus the necromancer was cleared and came out as a doomsayer. He was called by some the king of doom. Although, as always, not everyone believed he was innocent. There are always conspiracy theorists who don't believe evidence and ask and wonder, what if? We hope you enjoyed our podcast. If you want to listen to more of my stories and poems, come back later to Once in a Blue Midnight podcast. Any time.